Yo, Trey. Kevin, what's up, man? You know, I've been thinking, what would have happened if the NBA never vetoes the Chris Paul trade to the Lakers and we get CP3 in the same backcourt as Kobe in L.A.? Well, you get a very happy Jack Nicholson, for sure. And the Lakers probably win a bunch more championships. CP3 finally gets a ring or two or three. And the Kardashian empire is forever altered. What did you just say? Hey, everybody, I'm Trey Wingo. And I'm Kevin Frazier, and we're teaming up on a new weekly sports podcast from Wondery Alternate Routes. As former sports center anchors and current sports obsessives, we're consumed by all the what-if questions that make being a sports fan so excruciatingly fun. If you're like us, then you also live and die on the fallout from every drop pass. Or play call. Each week on Alternate Routes, we'll take a flashpoint in sports, break down what actually happened, then explore every alternate scenario and the ripple effects it would have caused. Follow Alternate Routes on the Wondery app or wherever you get your podcasts. You can listen early and ad-free right now by joining Wondery Plus. Old man winter here. If I had it my way, it would stay winter all year long. Short days, wind chill, black ice and a good polar vortex. Oh, <laughs> Heaven. Wait, is it getting warm in here? Your cold snap is over, old man winter. Spring has arrived. Spring. Spring is here, which means it's the perfect time to get away in the Hyundai you've always wanted. Visit the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event, where you can get great deals on all of our award-winning Hyundai models, like the tech-filled Tucson and Kona, as well as the spacious Palisade. Enjoy wherever you go with the peace of mind that comes with America's best warranty and three years or 36,000 miles of complimentary maintenance. But hurry in. These deals won't last. Add more joy to your journey at the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Now get 0% APR or up to 1500 bonus cash on the Hyundai Tucson. Now, during the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Offers end soon. Call 562-314-4603 for details. Can't get enough of the fan in the morning? Shown up. Because this is nothing like that. Working. Al and Jerry are here with stories they'd never get to cover on the morning show. Very sexy robot. Hey, look at that pig. Shenanigans. Naked yoga. My mother had a bad experience with these ghosts. Let's hump the fence. It's Al and Jerry's post-game podcast. All right, hey, hey, we do a Monday podcast for you down the Jersey Shore. I find Al Dukes. What in the hell is up, Al? Good morning, Jerry. First of all, uh, you did find uh, the warm-up show mugs that uh, Cody J sent us. A uh, fan on Twitter yes. told me he was uh, sending some warm-up show mugs. He just took our logo, stole it, yes. and put it on uh, mugs that look pretty cool. Yeah, I agree. I you found he did, a great, he did a great job. Yeah, it was in my mailbox. I just got it today. Okay, good. Were there uh, PBA cards in there as well, he yes. said? Yes, there yeah, were. Buddy. How about that? So I left yours on your desk. Nice. How's my desk looking these days? It's been over a year. I'll be coming in in just uh, t- two and a half weeks. Uh, do I have some boxes to open, packages to go through, this sort of thing? Uh, you have a mess, yes. It's a you're mess. Not gonna, you're not going to care for it. <laughs> <laughs> so you're, you think my initial reaction when I walk in there is going to be like, what the hell? Yes. No, 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 like it's no. just no, piles no. of stuff everywhere? You know, I don't think you're going to say what the hell, not at all, um, because you're expecting it. Like, I think when you right. expect something that's terrible, and then it's mm, not as terrible as you expect it, you're kind of like, ah, this isn't so bad. Right, we always think it's going to be worse than it is. Yeah, so I don't uh, I don't think that that'll be the case, but you will. You might take a double take, like, oh, there's a lot of stuff. Oh. Yeah. Oh. A lot of stuff that's been sitting there for literally eight months. 
It'd be mostly uh, probably just a bunch of uh, crappy books we'll never read or doesn't have look like guests it. on. No, it doesn't look no, like No, like there's one that's from the New York Pepperoni Company. Oh. That can't that oh. can't taste any good after nine months. No. Well, sometimes pepperoni it does smell. It does? Yeah, and there's like um, on the bottom right, you'll see when you come in, in the bottom right corner, <laughs> it looks like there's oil that's dripped through the box. <laughs> that's unfortunate. So I don't know that you're going to want to do anything. All right. I'm just hoping, you know, I have some K-cups in my desk that are locked up. I have some um, uh, oatmeal. I have some fiber one bars all in there. Luckily, those things are good for years. So I'll still be good to go, I think. Yeah, that is uh, those items. I think you'll be fine. Those things are pandemic proof. Pandemic proof, Jerry. I've wrote a bunch of items down here on things I want to discuss with you. Uh, one just came to mind uh, yesterday. Maybe I think I saw somebody on Facebook complaining about this, and I wondered why. This was like when people people put out food for the birds. Right. Right. And that must mean that you are an animal lover if you're concerned about animals getting enough food and that sort of thing, right? So people put out either bread for the birds or bird feeders. But then they get angry when the squirrels eat it. But squirrels are animals too. They're wild animals that are scrounging around for anything to survive. What do they want? Right, that's the same with birds. Like it's once you it's nice of you to provide food for the animals, but yes. once you put it out there, then it's survival of the fittest takes its course. Yes, that's exactly. You put free food out there, someone's a hell. You might have a homeless person that'll eat it, let alone a squirrel. Yeah, there are times like people throw out, like, around here in Bradley Beach, people throw out bread, I guess, for the birds. But if my dog walks by it, she's eating the bread. No doubt. It's an animal. And she's well-fed over here. In the ha- she's a domesticated, domesticated animal, and she'll still go for free bread outside. Yeah, of course they will. You throw out a biscuit, it's going to eat the biscuit. That's yes. funny. So, you know what it is? I think people get frustrated because they put the time in and it's not being used the way they want it to be used. But there's nothing you can do about that. Like I always found it more interesting to watch a a squirrel have to balance on the bird feeder to get the bird food and the techniques they would use to like shake the, the bird feeder so the right. so the food fell on the ground and they could eat it that way. Right. Odd. It's it's the it, it it is nature taking its course. Look at you. Right? You've, you've, yes. Uh, you have become very observant. But I'm saying in particular, like, people have to be an animal lover to do that to begin with. So why are you upset at the squirrels if you're an animal lover? I agree. You should know better. It's exactly right. You should know what's going on. Right. I'm with you. You are an animal lover. Yeah. Which yeah, sounds yeah, weird yeah. sometimes. <laughs> well, it depends on how much of a lover it, you are. <laughs> yes, depends. Uh, this weekend, for whatever reason, you know, when you go on, I don't know if you noticed this on your computers, Jerry, but like if you go on YouTube, the yeah. homepage, if you're signed in, like it knows what you've watched, so it makes suggestions for you. Yeah, yeah, of course. I, which I do like because I'm finding things that I'm enjoying from this, but I, I watched this weekend a whole bunch of clips from Comedy Central roasts. Right. Uh, in particular, Nikki Glazer just torching people. Yes, I know. <laughs> oh, my gosh. It's so funny. And Greg Giraldo, also a comedian, he passed away a few years ago. But uh, him just lighting people on fire practically, you know, right. it's so funny because it's the one place where you can be really, really mean to someone's face 
and it's like that's part it's of what acceptable. They, it's part of what they signed up for. Right. Like this roast of I was watching roasts of Rob Lowe, Charlie Sheen. Understood. Uh, oh my god, it was so funny. Yeah, so I know. great. I actually saw I saw Nikki Glaser post um, have one of those commercials um, promo uh, promoting that, and I'm like, I gotta watch this because this is going to be outstanding. The top 100 roasts or whatever it was. Yes. I'm like, I gotta watch this. It's really good, and there's something about seeing a a pretty woman trashing somebody <laughs> which you don't expect to see yeah and have a mouth like that <laughs> and just be mean and cutting and it's very funny it's the same with like amy schumer before yeah. she before she became you know telling you how to live your life she was mean on those rows too and it was funny oh i can imagine i don't know her as well like i don't know amy schumer i know who she is and if i saw her i but i don't really know her work at all she was very similar at her height to like what Nikki Glaser does. Okay. Which is you have this pretty woman up there saying c- crazy things about sex and about guys and about like, <laughs> it was just so strange. You know, you're used to seeing men do that. But Nikki Glaser's really out there oh, with, with so the language great. and the oh, sex. Oh my gosh, but so funny. She is funny. Sometimes a little too graphic. Yeah. But she is, she's tremendous. She's funny. Yeah, so I was watching that. Then I was watching clips of Joe Rogan's podcast. Okay. It was clips where like I got I get sucked in where it says like Joe Rogan argues with these five guests or so. So it's just clips of him arguing with people. Mm-hmm. And I like a good like argument. legit arguments. Some of them, but he always he stays calm. You know that's part okay. of his demeanor. Right. But I also I found that when you watch a bunch of them in a row. He, when he's arguing with somebody, he just randomly Googles on his computer, and then they okay. bring the articles up as he's arguing. But like with no, so they could be sources that are not credible. Oh, I but he see. was just bringing up random articles, and he was arguing with the comedian Nick DiPaolo, who brought that up. You know, he's like, well, "Where are you getting these articles? Well, I, this is the Washington Post. He hates Trump, so they they don't like Trump. So why would you bring that?" As a source, you know. To- yeah, the, the problem is that you can make that. It, this goes back to everything we've always talked about, about yeah. knowing what's real and what's not, what's right. slanted, what's opinionated. Like, I can cite Fox News that's going to cite facts that's going to tell you how great what Trump did was. And then at the same time, I can then take a similar topic and go read the New York Times and cite facts that the New York Times is giving you about how horrible what he did was. I don't know anymore what we're reading, looking at, what's true, what's legit. The whole thing's a mess. I always think back to, like, you could even something like um, uh, drinking coffee, two cups of coffee a day. You can find studies and facts that say drinking two cups of coffee a day will uh, lead to these kind of diseases and also... Drinking two cups of coffee a day will lead you to be super smart and live to your in your nineties. Yeah, like it's too much. Right. There's right. too much out there, and and everything you can't you either. Yeah, like it's hard to. What do you trust and what do you know? I don't know, and it's kind of, and it's also when you say things like that, and we've again had this conversation. Something as basic as diet and this keto diet, for instance. I simply don't understand how loading up your body with animal fats, butter, and oil (laughs) 
is actually good for your insides. Yet I've got a friend of mine who's lost 30 pounds now in five weeks, and I'm on a 1,300-calorie-a-day diet. I've lost one pound now in 14 days. One pound now, mm. which basically, if I weigh myself four hours later than what I usually do, I probably gained a pound. Right. It doesn't make sense to me. And yet he's sitting there telling me how he's eating pork roll and eggs every day, and I'm having a half a cup of oatmeal with Greek yogurt. Like, what in the hell? But if he eats a piece of bread, his whole diet is shot. Yes, right. I mean, come on. I, I don't, I for the life of me don't understand. I really don't. I'm sitting there drinking black coffee. He's putting, you know, chunks of butter in his coffee. <laughs> like, what? Yeah, I just, I once heard somebody describe, like, what's the best way to diet? And all they said was, don't eat, don't eat bread, eat everything else. Yeah, I have heard that too. I know that. Which might be the easiest thing to do because you're getting carbs from other sources and it's not like you're cutting carbs out, you're just cutting bread out. And I get that. But I don't I don't know. I'm still confused by the whole thing. Because I'm mm-hmm. I'm more concerned with the arteries getting clogged up, the saturated fats. Yes. And boy, oh, you're going to ketosis. Okay. I mean and then what? In <laughs> and then six months after he loses fifty pounds and he has one slice of pizza, he's gonna gain nine back. Right. I mean uh, whatever. Like I, in a world where you can't eat pizza, that's in a problem world. for me. Yeah, I'm love. I love pizza. So do I, and I don't need it every day or every week. But a couple of times a month, I'm eating pizza. This uh, Friday for dinner, I went to a uh, Il Posto, an Italian place. I think it's in Neptune City. Okay. And uh, I got um, ravioli and pizza. I mean, I went carb central and you a sure beer. Did. And a beer, oh, more yeah. carbs. Oh, I carbed myself up. I was carb loading. You know what? You can use it. You can afford it. You're fine. Mm-hmm. I mean, you let might me, be thrilled, but I I think you're fine. Let me ask you this. This came up on the show briefly today. I don't know if you heard it, but they were talking about, like, uh, let's say you were out to dinner, and the owner of the restaurant said, Jerry, I'm a big fan of yours. I'm a big fan of Rutgers. I... Uh, I, this meal is on me. You are not getting a, a a bill. And you argue, no, I want to pay. This is the da da No bill. Boomer and Gio said, in that circumstance, you are to tip the waiter or waitress yes. the amount of money you think the bill was. Oh, that really? seems aggressive. That is Because then you're not getting a free meal. The, the, the waiter is getting all the, your free meal. I would have thought in that situation, instead of the customary 20%, you probably tip the waiter or waitress 25 30% as to what you thought the bill would be. I would even go 50%. Yeah, the full bill. Like, wow. But I'm not paying the full bill. That's the part of the, the, the free meal you're getting. Yeah, that's um, I, and I feel like I feel like I've done that, too, before, to be quite yeah. honest. I don't know if I went fair, but I did give a really good tip. I don't know where it was, though. But that's interesting. Yeah. Well, I haven't gotten any free meals lately, I can tell you that. We went out Me neither. Saturday night. My friend has a restaurant, and it was outstanding, and it was not free, but he did certainly take some off for us, which was very nice, and we made sure we tipped on the full bill and what right. it should have been. We didn't uh, worry about what the freebies were. I don't want a free bill when I go out. It's not so either. It's awkward. It feels weird. It, yeah, as you then say, you feel like you owe them something. Right. I'm with I don't mind every one. once in a while a free appetizer. Right, that's what my friend did. He gave us the desserts for free and took like a round of drinks off. That was fine. Yeah. That was very nice of him. Right. But, you know, the rest of it, I'm good. Or I've run into occasionally like one where it's like I ordered an appetizer, I was ordering a meal, and then the the owners brought over like an appetizer that said, 
oh, you have to try this appetizer. Like it's their That's specialty. Fine. They're forcing it on you. They opened my mouth and shoved it right in my mouth. Jerry. <laughs> Open up like a little baby. <laughs> Here you go. Oh. That's funny. <laughs> hey, then, you do what you got to do. Then here's a random one for you, Jerry. Do you believe in acupuncture? I don't. I'm not going to say I do or I don't because I really don't understand what it is and what it's supposed to do. Like I get yeah. the whole needle thing and the nerve, I, but I, I don't. Maybe. I don't know. I mean, do you know who, who swears by it is Danny Chachanoff, our sales guy here? Oh, really? He goes, I think, twice a month. He swears by it. I went once when uh, Gina and I were on that Alaska cruise. I went on the cruise to an acupuncture, and uh, it helped my back for a couple weeks. I didn't have that back pain. Okay. What does it do? I don't know. <laughs> I think it redirects your energy. Did they tell you what it does? Ah, Not really. So you just spent, I'm sure, $150 on this acupuncture? Right. And no one even rubbed me down. At least like a massage, you get a, you you Uh, know, a massage feels nice. not doing so well these days. Let's chill out. Good point. Good point, Jay. Uh, Acupuncture is a form of alternative medicine and a key component of traditional Chinese medicine in which thin needles are inserted into the body. It is a pseudoscience. Mm -hmm. Okay. Uh, the practices are not based on scientific knowledge. <laughs> right. I dated a girl for a little <laughs> it's while. characterized as quackery. <laughs> Come on. I dated ah. a girl for a little while who was a acupuncturist. Okay. And she worked at a um, like a rehab facility where they did like physical therapy and things. Right, yeah. I never had her give me the acupuncture because I Isn't thought it was something? weird back then, but now I would take it. That's like if you're married to or your your girlfriend's a masseuse. You probably don't ask them for a massage. No, because they they don't want to do the massage. It's like I don't want to really talk sports when I'm out. <laughs> I really you don't. don't. Break down the Yankees. Not really. No, that's the one thing I've learned. We're around it so much for eight nine hours a day. Yeah, and then watching it at night, like I do, I do watch it at night as well. Like I'm consumed by it at least I would say twelve hours of every day. Right. I really don't want to talk about it. It's weird. I don't mind talking about Rutgers. Like, that to me is fun. It's different. But, like, you know, you're out. How about the Mets? Oh, how about them? What? what? Well, how about that? You know? That's yeah. funny. Hmm. Whatever. <laughs> is that it? All right. That's it. Uh, I'm going to record now after we say our goodbyes here. I, I'm, I wrote a song about uh, geo-eating wings for tomorrow. Oh, you did? So I'm going to record that if Eddie can. Um, Eddie will hear this. and uh, I'm a wing eater. I'm a wing eater, eating all those wings and little things. Is that it? No, but that's pretty good. Maybe Eddie could grab that as well from you. I'm a oh. wing eater. <laughs> I was going to do something to um, uh, Mr. Mister's 1980s hit, oh, really Broken Wings. Again, huh? <laughs> Broken Wings? Yeah. <laughs> Was that from 1984? <laughs> it might be sooner. It might be earlier than that. I think oh, actually 86. Wow. Okay. It's a song everyone knows, Jerry. Oh, I do know that song. Take it broke these, these wings, wings yeah. and I could fly until the score, whatever the hell in the earth begins. I know that song. This is how it's going to go. It's going to go, uh, take these boneless wings <laughs> and jam them in your mouth. They are so tasty. <laughs> and so when they hit your big belly, oh my God. you'll take another one and jam another in. Take oh, these boneless wings. All right, boneless. <laughs> boneless. Some well, guy wrote to me on Twitter and said, 
I don't know why the Jerry drop of him saying boneless makes me cry laughing. I said <laughs> that same thing here. I don't know what about it. The way you said it, I don't know why that drop makes me laugh. Yeah, I, I don't boneless. know. Boneless. Boneless. And, and I cannot hear or read anything boneless. Like even I went to the supermarket this weekend. I was looking at chicken breasts, chicken thighs. It was like boneless in my head. I went boneless. You know what's amazing about timing in life, about boneless? Boneless. What, what were we talking about all all show? Boneless. About, about the whole wing eating thing. What's the issue? What did they need? Choking. Heimlich. You know the Friends episode on TBS right now? Chandler was just choking on a piece of chicken, and the girl with him just gave him the Heimlich. Is that right? That is bizarre. Very bizarre. What are the chances of that? I don't know. I gotta go. All right, Jerry. Uh, Eddie, stand by for my uh, my my new song for Geo for tomorrow, and we'll do the warm up show here. Yes, Jerry. Yes, and I'm going to sit here and listen. No, I'm just kidding. All right, yes, we'll do the warm up show tomorrow, just like coming up now. All right, cool. We'll see you tomorrow then. So, passion, drive, and patience. What brings home the winning trophy is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance from superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has got you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to turn your car into the MVP and bring home that win. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Good morning, campers. Alan Jerry. Don't worry, it's only an hour long, and most days it doesn't suck. Now, at least we try very hard. A couple of minutes after 5 o'clock, we start a new week. It's a Monday in New York City with the Eddie Scazarian down the Jersey Shore for a little while longer, maybe a few more weeks or so. We find the old man by the sea as he stares into the ocean with his binoculars and his dog, of course, Whimsy. Hello, Al Dukes. How are you? Good morning, Jerry. Actually, I have only 13 more shows from home. Oh, the countdown is off. Oh, I looked. I have this full week. That's five days uh next week full week five days and then monday tuesday then i come back wednesday the seventh how about that you it's getting real jerry it's starting <laughs> to get real well, here unfortunately real <laughs> it's getting back. real for me i've been very nervous i've i've been testing out seat cushions uh for my long ride since i'll need a seat cushion otherwise i get uh the pain down my leg Mainly probably from stress, because I get it now from just thinking about driving back to the city. <laughs> and I wasn't getting it prior. So, it, uh, you know, sometimes pain is in our own heads, Jerry. Yeah, this is what I hear. <laughs> Jerry, this morning I woke up and, uh, you know, there are sometimes when I, you know, I, I, I fire up my coffee and I go right to uh, my news reports or I, I see what news happened uh, since I went to bed. And there are some times where things catch me. I'm like, what? Like, it's just a very surprising thing to see and print and read. And this morning, that thing was, is that your radio partner at Rutgers, Joe Boylan, a man I met one time, uh, unfortunately passed away. Yeah. So he, he had a stroke I was reading last week. I believe it was last week. Wednesday. Wednesday. And then... Uh, passed away yesterday. 
Yeah, this was a tough one. Um, it's going to be crazy. For he you. had some health issues this season, and he worked in and around them. Tough SOB he was. He was just a great man. And, um, you know, he was back to, I thought, 100%. We did the Big Ten games together last week and was as, you know, as healthy as I've seen him. Had a lot of life in his voice again, was moving around real good. And then the news that I got on Thursday really was surprising that he suffered the stroke. And uh, so Chris Carlin did the game with me on Friday, and I even got to talk with Joe's wife on Saturday a little bit, and it seemed like he was doing better. And then we got word, I guess, a half hour before we got went on last night that it looked like that might have happened, and then we found out during the game wow. um, that it did. And just, um, you know, all I'll say, Al, is I've never met a man that enjoyed life as much as he did and, you know, loved Rutgers with everything he had. He was a coach there back in the 70s. His daughter went there, came back in 2015 to do games with Carlin. I've done the last five years with him. Um Knew everybody everywhere, had stories from every city we were in. He was an absolute pleasure and just a gentleman of a man. And, you know, he and my father-in-law, who we also lost back in October, might be the nicest two men I've ever met in my life. And um, it, it was tough. I, you know, it was um, – I didn't expect it, I guess. Even, even with what happened on Wednesday, kind of just assumed he would fight through it somehow – uh, but that wasn't to be. So, yeah, it was, uh, it was a bad night all around, and, and that was just, um, you know, added on. And you said uh, he was 82 years old. He was. And he was a man who would drive long distances to do these Rutgers games. Like, oh, he, was, he was into it. He lived in Cape May. And Cape May. Cape May. So you can complain about your commute from Bradley <laughs> yes. Beach. Yes. He oh, lived, I will. He lived in Cape May, and, I mean, just last week on, you know, Thursday and Friday in the second round and the third round of the Big Ten tournament, you know, he made the trek up to uh, Piscataway from Cape May. And like I said, he was doing great, and he, that's exactly what he did, and he always had his routine. He would drive home, and he would stop at one of the rest areas at a Starbucks and get that half iced tea lemonade thing to kind of fuel his way for the remaining 70 miles <laughs> that he had to go. And, um I just, again, I, he just such a good man, and uh, I just feel for his family. And, you know, he lo- his, his, his grandson plays at Fairfield, um, loved his grandson with everything, and so continue to follow his career, and just a tough, tough day for sure. And you guys had just got a nice shout-out from Governor Murphy of New Jersey for your work during the Rutgers uh, NCAA run. Yeah, and uh, Jerry Carino of the Asbury Park Press did an article or you know, about me and Joe and basically you know, the, the travel uh, issues that I've had and Joe's commuting, meaning about 120 miles each way. Uh, and yeah, it was just it was pretty devastating. That's yeah. the only way I can put it, so... What are you going to do? It's uh, awful. Just feel for his family. So uh, Rutgers uh, got past Clemson Friday night, as you thought they might, Jerry, but then uh, lost last night. Played really well Friday, and they played real. So this game last night, they take the lead and really were in control of the game. You know, Al, Steve Peichel and his coaching staff couldn't have drawn it up any better. They did every single thing that needed to be done. They were playing the sixth-ranked team in the country, a team that averaged 80 points per game and only gave up 57 points per game. And they had Houston confused. And they were up by eight uh, with about, I want to say four, four and a half minutes to go, I think it was, maybe about 4.15. And I think it was Geo Baker lobs an alley-oop to Miles Johnson. And these guys do it all the time. I don't think they've ever misfired. 
Miles missed on the dunk. Houston comes back and hits a three within five seconds, and the game changed in that moment. They went from instead of being down 10, they were down five, and then it was a struggle the last four minutes to score, and they wound up losing in a game that they really uh, had a great chance to win. And so a very abrupt ending to a season that I thought was going to last at least another week into the Sweet 16. Yeah, it was nice seeing like people who don't generally follow – Rutgers sports but are in the New Jersey area like I could I was seeing a lot on like social media on Instagram on Facebook like people were trying to get into it they were excited to have a we rarely get a team from the area in the uh, tournament to root for I think Seton Hall in 2000 was the last sweet 16 team from the area and for Rutgers it would have been their first time since 1979 getting to the sweet 16 and I would have given them you know every chance to win their Sweet 16 game, because Syracuse is the team they would have faced, and Rutgers beat Syracuse earlier in the season. Um, But that is not the case. Houston advances, and, you know, the team was crushed, as you can imagine, just watching them walk off the floor, especially when you're, you know, with four and a half minutes to go, you think you're about to be up 10, and just in total control of the game, and then, bam, it just kind of fell apart. And, like, the go-ahead shot Houston made was ridiculous. It was a putback in the lane through a partial block. I mean, they just, I give them a lot of credit. There was a kid on this team, on Houston's team. His last name is Giroux. He had a pretty good uh, hip injury that he just fought through. Wound up with 16 points, I think. And so um, they move on, and that's it for my season. Are the players, and maybe not because of the uh, coronavirus here, are they familiar with you and Joe Boylan as the guys who do the games and guys that are around the team? Or Some is that- are. Yeah, I yeah. mean, some are. And Geo Baker spoke about Joe. Joe is um, the the thing about Joe that everybody loves. Great storyteller, and as I said, he's the friendliest, nicest guy around. Every single player gave him the utmost respect. Coach, good morning, Coach. How are you? The coaching staff, same way. And uh, Geo was visibly. He did the post game press conference for the team. He, you could tell, he was bothered by that too because him and Joe. Uh, had a nice relationship and a very friendly relationship. So it was – and remember, we're on the team playing with them. We're on the buses with them. So even if they're not – you know, some of the guys might not know who we are other than the fact they know we do the radio because uh, they come from all over the world, essentially. Uh, everybody knew Joe for sure. They would know Joe as the guy with the cool curly hair. Yes. That is that's very, how I would know him. That is very true. You're guy had a solid right. head of curly hair. Yeah, that's right. I forgot he was in here observing the show yes. one day a couple of years ago. That's right. Well, that and I've seen uh, now the the article that was in the Asbury Park Press. That got uh, pushed around social media. So I saw you and he um, next yep. to each other. Big yep. smiles on your faces and the big curly hair. I believe that picture was from last season because I was getting – I had a good handful of people on social media basically asking me, like, who the hell am I to not wear a mask? It's like, <laughs> hey, jackass, look in the background. You'll see a lot of fans there. Have you seen that all year? Uh, it's really funny. Come on. I would say, I guess, though, Jerry, the big uh, upset team this year is Oral Roberts. I mean, give me, what are we doing? Oral Roberts. They beat Ohio State. They beat Florida. Unbelievable that they won again last night. You're not kidding. So now do they, are we, after this first weekend, what are we down to? Are we down to Sweet 16 situations? Yeah, after tomorrow we are. After I mean, I'm tomorrow. sorry, after today. Today's Monday, I'm sorry. Today's Monday, Monday, yes. Yes, today's the final round of the uh, the second round, the final games of the second round. And then after this, we will have the Sweet 16 set up, which Ooh. will start on Saturday. All Correct. right. Exactly. So we get this whole week off after today. Yeah, and so that's the funny thing for all these teams. So Rutgers went there. I'm trying to think. So Rutgers went there last. Remember, they were there for the Big Ten tournament. So they arrived in Indianapolis 
either last Tuesday or last Wednesday, I guess it was. Had they won, they'd be out, they would have been out there for almost three weeks. And you're Incredible. not allowed, like, the, the teams that are out there now, they can't go anywhere? Can't really do anything. No, I spoke You're in to your Spiro, hotel room? Yes, and I spoke to Spiro Ditas yesterday. Oh. Because he was, you know, he was looking for some uh, insight on Joe. He knew he wasn't doing well, and CBS was going to do a piece on him, or at least discuss him. And I just said, I'm like, how's it going out there? He goes, it's awful. He goes, you know, understandably so, CBS doesn't want us mingling with anybody so it's basically room, arena, room, arena. We're not allowed to go out to dinner with anybody. We can't see anybody. And for the teams, it's just as bad. They had to stay on their floor. So every team had a floor dedicated to themselves, and they couldn't go anywhere. And that was it. So it was, they were pretty much within themselves. But uh, So, yeah, you got Oral Roberts and you got Abilene Christian. How about oh. that team? <laughs> they beat Texas. It's unbelievable. It's a but weird that's, tournament. But that's what the people like in this uh, in this NCAA tournament. Yes. They love a good upset team. I You're not wrong, but some, I mean, some really good teams have been knocked out, and it's going to be an interesting Sweet 16, I would say. And then after Oral Roberts beat Ohio State, uh, I guess uh, a lot of people took to Twitter to make death threats to Ohio State's uh, EJ Liddell. 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 Yeah, this, this really He got sucks. some death threats. I, I don't. I'm going to play some. Hey, just make sure the fader's up, please. This was Charles Barkley after this on TNT. Say what you want about Barkley. He doesn't know a damn thing about college basketball, but he's <laughs> he's entertaining. Yes. Um, and he had this take, essentially, about social media and how much it sucks, and this just highlighted it. Eddie. Eddie, sound. Give me a hard time because I, I refuse and will never do any type of social media. This is the reason why. For a kid, number one, he had a great game. But for you to get this kid death threats and uh, hurl racial slurs at him because you're safe in your own home like a coward uh, behind a computer and nobody knows who you are, you need to take a hard look at yourself in the mirror. And then he also finished it this way. Why would you sit at your house and, and tweet or send something to a kid that's number one after, after he lost a stupid basketball game to give him death threats or, ray, or just her racist slurs at him. You need to take a good look in the mirror and realize you're just a freaking loser. <laughs> <laughs> He's right. He is so right. And I saw Liddell, like, he tweeted, like, I just don't get it. You know, and uh, it was a bad loss. There's no question about it. They, they should not have lost that game. I don't disagree with them. But, I mean, come on. I did see some of the tweets in print. They're like, you, you oh, deserve to be dead. It's disgusting. I mean, these guys are, they really are. Barkley's right. What a bunch of low-life losers. You freaking losers. It's unreal. And not to mention, they're kids. At the end of the day, this is 18 to 22-year-old. All right, you want to call them men at 18? Fine. They're kids that are they're playing college basketball. I mean, good Lord. So you really feel for a lot of these kids that go yeah. through this. It's like it's bad enough they lost, and you got to deal with a-holes out there like that. It's like Herm Edwards said, put your name on it. No, people are people don't want to know. They don't want you to know who it is. I had a couple even last night. I mean, just yelling disgusting. at you. Disgusting. Yeah. About just, Rutgers losing? Uh, a couple of different things. Yes. Oh, different things. And like you. I said, you know, block. I, you know, and I don't even care You're if you give them the satisfaction. Block. I'm going to block everybody. I don't care. Oh, it's, it's going to be a lot of blocks. I ain't got time for this anymore. You're going to be like, who was the basketball player that would do the block and then wag his finger in your face? <laughs> Dikembe Mutombo. You're Dikembe <laughs> Mutomboing everybody. <laughs> blocked. And think, for nine years, I never blocked anybody. Yeah, now that's, you're going to. That's over. That's it's time it. to catch up. I'm actually taking joy in the block. Blocked. <laughs> it's actually <Reco>. fun. <laughs> blocked. Uh, we're going to take a quick break. 517, just getting started. We start a new week. 
The countdown to Al coming back is on, and uh, so is the countdown to Boomer and Geo at 6 on the fan. Don't go anywhere. Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. Al and Jerry, number one with meatheads in the gym. All right, 25 after 5, what do you say? It's Monday. Alan Jerry with you until 6 o'clock. Boomer and Geo then. What else you got there, Al? Jerry, you're hearing Mo Money, Mo Problems behind me. That's uh, Notorious B.I.G. Right. I watched a uh, documentary on Netflix about him. I saw it. I have not watched it yet. I did yeah. see it, though. Yeah, I'm, I was familiar with him, of course. Like I know some of the songs that uh, got some radio airplay and uh, were playing in the clubs, Jerry, when I was... Not going to the clubs? S- smoking <laughs> cigarettes in Tampa, trying to pick up chicks. <laughs> right. When Mo Money, Mo Problems would come on, me and my friend Paul would try to dance. And look cool. And try to look like really cool. But watching this documentary just proved to me that I have absolutely no idea what is good rap music and what is bad rap music. Meaning like, what? I have, like, I have no... Like, they were showing clips of Notorious B.I.G. when he was first getting started, rapping, like, on the streets and things. Yeah. And, and And people were like, this is the greatest rapper of all time. I would could have I have no ability to tell. Like I feel like with rock music, I can hear a rock song and go, "That's like I I hear the hook, I hear the hit." I have no ability in rock music. Okay. Like if Notorious B.I.G. would have come to me and said, "I hey, can you uh, put together a record deal for me?" I'd be like, "I have no idea if you have any skills." Right. Clearly, though, like people said, this guy was the best rapper of all time. Really? Yeah. Now the songs that I do know of his, I really like. Okay. Mo money, mo problems, hypnotize, mm-hmm. big pop. That one I know. That's about the only one I know. And what you just played, I think. Mo money, mo problems. Yeah, and hypnotize. I, I know those too. I don't know if I know anything else. You know, I love it when they call me Big Papa. Oh, I didn't know that was him. Yeah, see, that's him too. Because I think about Bob Papa now. Bo- exactly. I love <laughs> it when you call me Bob Popper. That's right. Put your hands in the air. <laughs> but it was pretty cool how they they and like when uh, when he was first getting started, one of the guys in his crew had a VHS recorder and just recorded everything. So that's a lot of what they use in this documentary. Well, I was going to ask you. That's another thing. Where how much footage do they have? And I, yeah, you just tons. answered the question without me asking it. But it's also you realize how terrible that footage was back when we were recording on VHS. We like thought it, it was so great, though. <laughs> it's, it's so not clear. Yeah. It's disjointed. It's difficult to watch. Got the but... little dates in the bottom right corner. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. That part was good, so you know when things were from. But it's uh, pretty cool. They talked to some of the guys that were in his uh, group. They talked to his mom a lot, which was pretty cool to see. So, uh he was a big, he was from Brooklyn, Jerry. That's what, 20 years Fulton ago? Fulton Street. 25 years ago? This was like 1993, 94, almost, 95. Almost, why, you're yeah. going up now. How much further are we going here? Well, because those, that was, those were his years. That's a long time ago now. I love it when they call me Big Papa. What was cool, though, is they see, and you'll see this with like radio talk show hosts. You see it with uh, comedians, actors. The people who are so expressive on stage, they're super shy off stage. This dude was like super shy. No kidding. And but then you get up there. But the camera goes on and they take off. Oh, he'd be spitting rap lyrics right in your face, Jerry, and do not challenge him to a rap battle. Well, I mean, in fairness, I you don't shut up on the radio, but when you go out with you, you sit there yeah. like a uh, like a lamppost. Yeah. That's about right. This guy was a great 
well, he would win all the rap battles. You know what I mean, Jerry? Like if I was picking a rap battle partner, like if me and somebody was going against you and somebody, I would. You're pick picking no- him. I'd pick Notorious B.I.G. I remember when Craig wanted us to do a rap battle. We all embarrassed ourselves <laughs> terribly. What a waste of time that was. I was also trying to figure out how, like in the footage, how he because it's not like in in rock music the chorus is the same. You know, you don't have to like, like these are all these lyrics are different the entire song. How does he know all these songs I and have all the lyrics? I have no idea. I, I could don't not know. figure that out. Cuz we have seen rock artists cuz that's really what we follow cuz that's yes. what we like. And you you learn especially when you watch some documentaries how many of them have the lyrics on stage on a screen oh, yeah. or on an iPad. Bruce does that. Yeah, I mean I think a lot I do think a lot of them do it and I'm not even saying they use them all the time, but I think they're there as support just in case. You're right. Some of those songs have a lot of lyrics, a lot of different verses. They're all different and can be six minutes long. Yeah. Yet they know them. And he was like in the clubs, Jerry, in Brooklyn, where people were surrounding him while he was singing. And I don't know how he's remembered these lyrics. So uh, check it out. It's pretty cool. It's on Netflix. I will. I do plan to. You know, it's funny because I was into the the Mia Farrow, Woody Allen one, and I just kind of fell off the face. I just stop watching it after watching the first two i want to see the next two but this one i do have uh marked that i'd like to watch you put it on your list that's what i'd like to it's do. on the list it's an imaginary list that doesn't have much on it but right <laughs> now it's uh got two things all right what's the other thing well as i, as I just told you the woody allen mia farrow <laughs> oh oh i thought you meant on your netflix thing i know that one's oh. an hbo one the no woody i'm just allen. saying that's my list of things to watch okay that and the flash the flash i'm you watching that, that with, with my 10 uh, year old yes okay uh, Jerry, it seems like this week, maybe even starting today, things are going to heat up again with the Deshaun Watson versus this uh, lawyer fella, Tony Busby. Uh, the lawyer says that uh, evidence against Deshaun Watson will be handed over to police this morning. Yeah, this is starting to sound not good, Al. <laughs> it is starting to sound not good is he, correct. He said, so they've got complaints now from... Seven women. Or, Seven lawsuits. Right. Plus another five. And then mm-hmm. he's saying he's got an additional 10 that have come forward. That's tw- you. Now you tell me there's three people. All right, fine. You, maybe you can make the case that they're, they've gotten together and they're colluding. to 22? Yeah, it's too many people now. Too many women. And that with the similar stories, and they all, I believe, they're all in the masseuse category. I think from everything I've read, that's that's the case. But I'm not a hundred percent sure mm. about the additional ten. Yeah, that I don't know. Um, what's really, I guess, disturbing? Did you see the pro football talk story that said even with all this going on, there's a handful of teams that still want to trade for him? Are you out of yeah, your mind? Right. So it says uh, it's, well, they use the term uh, interested in Deshaun Watson trade, and they listed those teams on Pro Football Talk as uh, the Jets and Dolphins, how, who we know about, the Eagles, the Panthers, the Niners, and the Broncos. Here's what they should be disinterested right now. Yeah, there's, there's too many people involved now, like you said. One person, even two people. Uh, once you start getting more than one and it's two and three. Almost two dozen. Yeah, that's it's, too much no this and, is uh this is bad and the nfl is gonna unfortunately for them they're going to have to here we go get involved again now i guess also now then deshaun watson's defense team is supposed to come out with some stuff this week uh people say that he's going to claim that he used instagram for massages because his usual therapist became unavailable 
during COVID. What does that have to do with what he supposedly did? I don't care how he got them. Right. I mean, the, the, it's not a crime how he actually hired them. It's what happened when they were there and in his presence. Yeah. So I like I saw that and I laughed. I'm like, yeah, and like, what's right. the point of this? Nothing. Yeah, it doesn't seem like they've got a good defense plan here. And um, I guess the evidence that the lawyer is turning over to police today, then I then I guess you know that has like text messages and and these sorts of things in it. Um, and then I guess the way it works is that then the police have to give it to a prosecutor to see if they could win a case against him if there's enough evidence to yeah, bring to take a case to a grand against jury. him. Yeah, to take it to a grand jury. I mean, so that seems like we're going to have uh, more clarification this week on that whole situation. I would say so. And I, boy, I tell you, what a mess. What an absolute mess. Because it was about a week ago, you and I sat here and said, ah, we're calling Fugazi on this. Right. I feel like a jackass. And I don't know. I, we don't know. But I feel like a jackass right now. 22? Oh, my gosh. Well, we were calling Fugazi when it was one woman, right. and the way that the her lawyer, this lawyer fella, was approached things, figures. and he was looking, he was he was taken to Instagram a lot. He was right. putting his story out on social media, so that's the part that sounded not great uh, from from his point in the beginning. But now, to me, it's it's tipped way the other way. Yes, now. and we're not saying he's guilty of anything, but this doesn't look good doesn't look good no matter of fact it looks quite awful so it's terrible all right half past five we take a break when we come back al's got a monster story from the world of baseball of sports (laughs) yes (laughs) of sports and then boomer and geo at six on the fan survivor 46 is here and so is on fire the only official survivor podcast and we have a twist this season the winner of Survivor 45, D. Vyadaris, will be joining us every week. We're going behind the scenes of the biggest moments, the how and the why things happen, and the strategy and analysis you can only get from someone like me, a Survivor winner. Listen to On Fire, the official Survivor podcast, wherever you get your podcast. Al and Jerry. Long-time tag team champion. All right, 20 in front of six. Boy, back in the day, remember when this was, we were just getting started, Al. Quarter to six. Oh, yeah. Oh, and no. Now we're we're, uh, we're three quarters of the way through at quarter well, to six. Two-thirds. That's terrible, man. Two-thirds of the way through. Quarter two, it's 20 of, though, yeah. Pretty wild, though. Angels want to wear my red shoes. Who is this? Luther Elvis Vandros? Costello. This is Elvis Costello. <laughs> I was reading some Biggie Small uh, lyrics during the break, Jerry. Oh, why'd you read some to me? But keep oh. it clean. All right, hold on. Let me lower this first. Uh, I'll give you the one that I love uh, the most. This is from, uh, and I did find a, a part of the song, which is clean. Yeah. This is from uh, Mo Money, Mo Problems. B-I-G-P-O-P-P-A, no info for the D-E-A, federal agents mad cause I'm flagrant, tap my cell, and the phone in the basement, my team supreme, stay clean, triple beam, lyrical dream, I be that, cat you see at all events bent, gats in holsters, girls on shoulders, playboy, I told ya, mere mics to me, bruise too much, I lose too much, when I step on stage, the girls boo too much. Very well done. That's what I'm talking about, Jerry, spitting rhymes over here. stumble. No. That you know why? Because I know that part. Because I know was, you uh, do. That's one of the songs I, <laughs> I used to dance to. Oh my god! I would love to see you. Da- you know, the closest Smoking thing I've Marlboros. seen you. The closest thing I've seen to you dance. Yeah. Was at an event when you had way too much vodka and you were yeah. sitting in the chair and your head was bobbing up and down because you were passed right. out at midnight. 
Mm -hmm. That sounds about right. That I've seen. I've never seen you on the dance floor ever. Right, and uh, yeah, you likely never will again. I will slow dance. <laughs> I will slow dance at weddings because I think I could get away with that. Yeah, but that's not really dancing. I know that's that, just moving slowly. That doesn't. I was actually going <laughs> to. I was actually just going to say maybe at Lepresti's wedding we'll see you dance, but he's married already. He's married. <laughs> My long man time ago. <laughs> oh, Allie's wedding coming up. Oh yes, I will dance to that. Maybe you could cut a rug if I go up and request Biggie Smalls. Mo money, mo problems. Will you start? Yeah. The dancing. Sure. All right, just, could you record that, Eddie? And let's remember coming that. out. That would actually be pretty funny. All right, what else you got? You know how I'm afraid to have children, Jerry, because I'm afraid that uh, they'll disappoint me. Yes, they'll become a murderer. They will uh, get hooked on drugs. They'll. Yes. And I'm the negative one. Way to see the glass half full, Al. <laughs> so I have uh, all this time still trying to figure out if I'm going to have children, Jerry. You're not. But then I see a story about Al Leiter's son, Jack. Amazing, right? Who threw a no-hitter with 16 strikeouts for Vanderbilt. Doesn't he throw like 100? Yeah, so I'm like, then why didn't I have a son who could throw a no-hitter? Well, why don't you start with a son that could actually get a base hit in Little League? Right, that's what I mean. Yeah, you if blew I, it. If you could guarantee me a son like Jack Leiter, who's going to throw no-hitters in college and probably be a major league pitcher... Then I would have a son. Cannot guarantee that, but I could probably this guarantee that he would get into. He'd be interested in radio and TV. And probably be like his dad. <laughs> I learned it from you, Dad. <laughs> that's got to be a. You think that's probably a a bigger thrill for Al Leiter than Al Leiter's own personal performance? Not even a question in my mind that it's his kid 100%. throwing a no hitter. Because what you do, you feel good about it because it's you, but. To watch your son do things like that, it is outstanding. Yeah, so it's, it's can pretty we, wild. Can we get this kid on the Mets? What's the story? How do we work this well, out? He's, so I think he got, if I'm not mistaken, I could be wrong about this, but I believe his son was drafted. Oh, no. But he opted to pass and go to college. Oh, is that right? So, so he's still available. he'll be in the draft again. Yeah, he'll be in the draft again. Let me and, see. And um, he will get drafted very high again, and we'll see. I don't know what year he's in. Is he a freshman in college? He, he was born in 2000, Jerry. Good Lord. So he's more than – yeah, so he's probably well, maybe a sophomore in college, I guess, something like that. He's 20. So he's already bypassed it once, and he is still going to school, and that's good for him. And we'll see Make what happens this year. Yeah, we'll see where he's drafted, what team takes him. Who knows? How Maybe about this? He'll if, end up on the Mets. If I were to ask you, Jerry, how many Yankees. how many years did his father Al Leiter pitch in baseball? I'd say fifteen. Nineteen seasons. Nineteen seasons. Yeah, I, you know, it doesn't shock me. I mean, he was Al Leiter was around a long time. He's good, really good pitcher, as we know. Nineteen's a big number, though. Someone already updated Jack Leiter's Wikipedia page with the no hitter. Yeah, who's doing? I this? I don't know. But what you know, what really amazes me is when a celebrity passes away. Yeah, that it's updated like before you even see it. Right. I, I don't know. I don't. I don't get the whole Wikipedia thing. I really don't. I don't know where they get their information from. Who's updating things? I believe you can apply to edit and manage accounts Ooh, to be like an editor. I think you can. But other people can do it too. So if you want to put phony stuff in, you can. But someone will fix it. Yeah, it's a it's a bizarre platform. How about uh, this uh, Jack Leiter, Al Leiter's son? He has also his uncle Mark Leiter and cousin Mark Leiter Jr. also were professional baseball pitchers. Didn't Mark Leiter pitch for the Blue Jays too at one point? Maybe. I feel like he did. I'd have it's to in check the blood. That. Yeah, it's oh, in listen. the lighter blood. These guys are talented. 
You're telling me Mark Leiter pitched in the bigs already and he's done? Evidently, yeah. Okay. All right. How do I get a professional, potential professional athlete's son? Uh, Whose sperm can I get? Al Leiter's? I'm sorry. I stepped on that. Jesus. I'm Boomer Esiason. <laughs> no, I need a lighter. I need Al Leiter's sperm. We don't know that. It's not. If you had a child with someone else's stuff, it's not your kid. <laughs> if I raised him, Jerry, as a pitcher, yeah. then all of a sudden I'm the one who taught him how to pitch. We yeah, don't listen. need to let people know I have Al Leiter's sperm. We don't need to tell people that. You, you don't need tr- to go around advertising that for me, Jerry. Well, no, you're going to advertise it plenty because I get the sense Eddie's going to play this over and over. <laughs> right now, out, out, someone's texting Al Leiter, uh, we're talking about your sperm on the radio. His super sperm. Yes, you are. That was a good job by him. So that's a hey. That's a good for you segment for uh, Al Leiter's son Jack. No question about it. He's going to have a wonderful baseball career and sixteen strikeouts. Now, Jerry, I did the math. If you have a nine inning game and there were three outs per inning, there's only twenty seven outs. Yes, sixteen of them were strikeouts. Do you outs. know if they played a nine inning game or was that this part of a seven inning doubleheader in college? This better have been a nine inning game or no hitter doesn't count. No, it counts. Why doesn't it count? I don't think they would have been. First of all, I, there's no way he struck out 16 dudes in seven innings. Why? Roger Clemens struck out 23 in a nine-inning game. Oh. What Didn't that Kerry about? Wood strike out a lot of he guys? When he, he was with he the Cubs. He struck out like 21 guys, I he think, did. out of 27. Yep, he did. So it happens. It does happen. So. Do you like this New York Giants Giant signing of wide receiver Kenny Galladay? I thought they paid. This is what I don't understand. A lot of cash, can. Jerry. We well, yeah, it is a lot of cash um, for a guy who's really good. But I, is he a superstar? I'm not sure. We'll find out. This is what I don't get, though. Last week we were talking about how the the Giants were so much and so far over the salary cap, and then over the weekend they signed a guy to a 72 million dollar contract. <laughs> huh? <laughs> where'd they come up? Now I know they cut a couple of guys. I get it. But where'd they come up with all this money? I don't know. Right. I'd have to see the structure of it. I'm sure they probably are paying him $600,000 this year, and they gave him a $30 million signing bonus they can spread out over the next 30 years. Yeah, the, whole, I don't the NFL like that. system. I really can't stand the salary structure in the NFL. Me neither. I don't like it. But, good, you know, listen, if it works, they needed a, a big-time receiver. They hope they got one in Galladay. And then uh, former governor Chris Christie. Yeah, what is this all about with the Mets? He has joined the Mets board of directors. To do what? I don't know. I think board of directors, like you go to meetings and they throw around ideas and then you vote. You like, paid for yeah, that? I like that idea. Oh, I think so. Why? Oh, yeah. I don't Where know. Where do they get paid? I, not sure. Why are you not on the board of directors? Of some place. I'd love to be on the board of directors somewhere. You're a big Met fan. If they needed, so well, sort of. You know what? That might. I wonder. That's a good question. Is that a paid position? I'm going to say it's not. Be on board of directors. Yeah, I'm going to say no. Do you think Google will know? Um, do you get paid? Sure. It might be. Yeah, different. baby. It might be different get, from company to company. Do you get paid to be on a board of directors? Sorry, Jerry. Let me see. Google has all the answers. Board members aren't paid by the hour. Instead, they receive a base retainer. All right. They get a base so, retainer. So, so what? So and he is an attorney. So what? Yes. He is. He's, you know, we were talking about Chris Sims last week, and he's another one that sat in here quite often. So? So what? <laughs> I texted him a congratulations. Just, Did he get back to you? Just to prove Gina goes, he's not texting you back. Oh, yes, he will. No. I win, you lose. No, you don't. I'm right, you suck. This- 
<laughs> did he, so did he get back to you? Yeah, day later. He did get back to me, though. You know what's funny is I asked him to throw out the first pitch a couple of years ago. Yeah. And he said he would check his calendar and absolutely would, would uh, see if he could do it. And so I didn't hear back from him for several weeks. And I get this random text from a number that I had no idea who it was. And it was like, hey, I'm sorry, I really can't do next Saturday. Um, but if my calendar changes, I will absolutely let you know. I'm like, okay. I had no idea who it was, what they were referring to, and I didn't know the number, so I ignored it. Two days later, Craig comes out. He goes, are you ignoring the governor? <laughs> I'm like, what? Uh, oh, my bad. I had no idea. How would I know? I didn't have his number. You should. What you do in that uh, instance is you write back, new phone, who's this? Yeah, you know what, though? And see, the, here's the thing. So, and I only say because you guys brought it up. So Friday was my birthday, and you get a million text messages and all yes. the Facebook things, oh, blah, blah, blah. Okay. I've got three or four from numbers I don't have. And legit, I did get a new phone in June. And some of the numbers, so I had most of my numbers are saved to my Google account. Some were saved strictly to my previous phone. So as I've gone for the last six, seven months, from time to time, I would get a number I don't recognize. And I wouldn't. I felt like a jackass, though, being like, who's this? Would you say new phone, who's this? No, I didn't do anything. I just ignored it. So for the birthday ones, did you just write back, thank you? No, I didn't actually. Like that. Because I didn't know who it was. Oh. Terrible, right? I and know. you figured if you really knew who it was, you would if then you would have their number. Yeah, but I guess. I don't know, man. Listen, I had the number for a reason anyway, but I don't know. I felt bad about it. Anyway, mm-hmm. we got to take a break. All right. Uh, when we come back, we'll wrap things up. We'll get you Boomer and Geo on a Monday. Right now, our radio.com Sports Minute with the great Amy Lawrence on the NCAA Tournament. It's the dynamic duo of Al and Jerry, the superheroes of WFAN. All right, welcome back. Knicks lost late to the Sixers. Nets beat the Magic. We got all the NCAA action for you as Rutgers did fall uh, last night. And uh, the Jets reportedly agreed to a deal with Sheldon Rankins. What else you got there, Al? I see that uh, Spike Lee was back at the Garden, Jerry. Yeah, that was interesting. I did see that as well. Not sure exactly how he got in, but yes, he is there, and he was—I guess—he was courtside in his own chair, right? Uh, yeah, him and his uh, friend were sitting together separately. I saw it was just those two chairs. But uh, you remember last year he had a fight with uh, James Dolan about uh, the security guards wouldn't go in, let him go in that special entrance. Right, and that's what I meant. I didn't know how he got in, meaning which entrance did he go oh. in. That's yes, well, I guess with all the with a lot less people, he can go in the regular people's en- entrance and not feel like he's being s- swarmed by a lot of fans. I got to tell you, I think I want to go to a game. A Knicks game? Nets I game? do, yeah, I do. You do? I, I want to go to a live game. I mean, I've gone to all the best, the college games with no fans. I'm ready to go to an NBA game. Would you choose, if, you, if price was not a problem, would you go Knicks or Nets? Nets? You would. Well, I like the Nets, so I would go see the oh, Nets. Oh, you're a Nets fan. Yes, I would go see them. Hmm. It's just All getting right. to Brooklyn is such a pain. Brooklyn. It really is. That's why maybe I'll just wait and go to a baseball game in another few weeks. Go there. Tell them you know Biggie Smalls. He was from Brooklyn. Wait, you know Biggie Smalls. I don't know Biggie Smalls. <laughs> I know nothing about Notorious him. Notorious B.I.G. Yes, exactly. P-O-P. I can see this is going to be for the next week now with you. Jesus. This is what I do. I watch a documentary about an artist. Then all I do is talk about them. Yeah. I Google them. I download their music, I listen to it nonstop, then I completely forget about them again. <laughs> this well, is what will happen. Well, if you hit your Spotify and you're on you know, shuffle, yeah. at some point you'll be singing the beats again. 
Yes. Oh, Jerry, I'll be out here. Hey, Dukes and Jerry Recco oh, start your day at 5 a.m. <laughs> with a warm-up show. Before we get started, I just want to say on behalf of every single Met fan out there, this is the Rico Bronya podcast. On behalf of all of the people that were at Chase Stadium on that October night, on behalf of every Met fan that's watched this man pitch, let me just tell Adam Wainwright, can you go f- yourself? <laughs> wow. Wow, you weren't kidding. You were you came in hot. Subscribe and listen to the Rico Bronya podcast, available on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcast.